How's it going? Uh, welcome to another episode of ANC, Anarchist News Corporation. And uh, we're live here tonight uh, talk about a provocative topic uh, that has seemed to gain a lot of uh, momentum in pop culture. And uh, that is this idea of Illuminati. And, you know, I remember back in the day... Uh, the first time I was ever introduced to the term uh, Illuminati is through Tupac. Uh, and you remember that? Yeah. You know, I was like, Illuminati Machiavelli. Yeah. You know, one of those old rap CDs and uh, albums or whatever. And yeah, so uh, to me, it, you know, it's something that ever since then is just constantly, you know, grown, you know, in pop culture as, like, this nefarious group of people or belief system, uh, you know, Freemasonry-based or or whatever, um, you know, and now, you know, there's even, like, theories that the Illuminati are behind the COVID-19, you know, epidemic, and maybe they're manufactured it for their new world order or whatever but what I really believe the Illuminati originally was which supposedly actually arised at 1776 1776 was when they were founded back in uh, Bavaria, Germany and uh, in the Masonic books uh, they're uh, listed as one of the many auxiliary bodies of Freemasonry. So, we do know that they are, uh, you know, connected to Freemasonry, the Illuminati. Uh, they are founded in 1776, which is kind of interesting because we're coming up on uh, 1776 here in America, which is a very significant date here. You know, and I know there's been a lot of uh, history channel and shows that have talked about this kind of stuff. I mean, this isn't, you know, it's common knowledge, you know, to most people, like, what we're talking about. But ironic, significant dates, you know, like 1776, you know, it's kind of interesting if there really is a, you know, an Illuminati out there that's still ruling, uh, you know, the world or whatever. Somehow they were founded in 1776, and that's basically when America was, you know, kind of founded in a way. 1776, with the Declaration of Independence, and July 4th, maybe is when America was founded too. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, both uh, Illuminati and America, like, is there a connection? Uh, We also have on the dollar bill. Novus Ordo Seclorum, New World Order. You know, people say the Illuminati is behind the New World Order. Are they behind the COVID-19 thing? Um, don't really know, but we do know that they are connected to Freemasonry through uh, the new encyclopedia of Freemasonry by Arthur Edward Waite talks about um, them being one of the many auxiliary bodies to uh, Masonry. But what I really believe uh, the Illuminati is, to me and to anarchists, is 
you know, really an anarchist fraternal organization. Um, I really believe that the Illuminati was that uh, based on their tenets, you know, what they stood for and stuff. You know, free thinking. Free thinking is uh, an essential part of an anarchist political persuasion. Indeed. You know, and I think also self-governance, you know, goes along with free thinking, you know, and that's another thing that, you know, I feel the Illuminati stands for. No gods or masters either. You know, this is why some people think that the Illuminati is, you know, behind shutting down churches, you know, like they don't, it's a part of their, it's part of their way, you know, they don't want any religion, they don't want any gods or masters. So, to me, the Illuminati is really uh, an anarchist uh, group or fraternal organization or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, I think it's something that's worthy of being talked about, you know, on, on the Anarchist News Corporation, you know, because if there is, you know, some people who are, you know, trying to bring about anarchism you know, and they're in the Illuminati then you know a lot of this uprising that we see could be byproducts of the Illuminati you know creating this this you know uprising uh, rebellion or whatever but the thing is is you really don't hear anything about anarchists or anarchism you know, being mentioned, it's just, it's all about just anarchy. It's not about the political persuasion of anarchism being uh, brought to light or, or trying to be established, like what we're trying to promote. You know, it's just the negative aspects uh, are being, you know, brought to light, I feel like, in the media. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, and I think you think what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think that it's uh, something that is, you know, being kind of put down in our in our culture, you know, right now in this time and through the media is like anarchism is a bad thing, you know. Is this, you know, the Illuminati that are behind all of this? Uprising, or is it socialist? In a way, though, uh, COVID-19 is adding uh, order to our society because people don't want to swap germs, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they're almost kind of paranoid. Yeah. So... In a way, we are being controlled in a certain way. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it that there's an agenda of control that is being uh, manufactured. And is it by the Illuminati? Is it by socialists? Are socialists and the Illuminati the same thing? Huh? You know? Uh, I don't really know for sure. There's no way of proving that. Because I think that anarchists are very similar in ways 
to communists. Um, and they're very tactical in their approach to try to persuade people onto their team. What's your political persuasion? What's my political persuasion? Yeah. Well, it's simple. It's an anarchist approach of self-governance, free thinking. Uh, so no gods, are ma- no gods are masters. You don't consider yourself a Democrat or Republican? No, because there's no... Independent. Uh, call it whatever you will. I guess anybody would have... I say anarchist because that's... You know what I believe it is. That's the political persuasion I'm promoting. I'm not promoting independent. I'm not uh, promoting uh, bipartisan or uh, whatever. You know the middle ground, libertarian, or you know I'm, I'm not any of that. You know I'm or demon crap or republican. You know I'm not any of that. I'm an anarchist which believes in no governance by anybody. It's self governance. It's free thinking. It's no uh, holes bars. Uh, but good thing, our, good thing our people have enough self-discipline to really be in charge of themselves. That's a really good point, Riley. I, that's a great point, and I don't really know. Uh, you know, it, it seems to me that why all this stuff is happening is because people have been duped by uh, the tactics of political persuasions. Whether it's anarchists, whether it's communists, socialists, uh, or uh, free enterprising capitalists, uh, they, everybody's got uh, you know an axe to grind in in the existence that they're trying to they're trying to be the top team. They're trying to be the top dog. We're we're doing it here at Anarchist News Corporation is we're trying to bring to light the the political persuasion that I don't feel has ever got enough credit, which yeah. is anarchism. Yeah. It's not looting and, and rioting. It's kind of like... Any of that. But see, that's how it's labeled and stigmatized, you know, that it is, which is wrong. And that's, once again, how they're doing it right now within this uprising nationwide with, through all this Black Lives Matter stuff, you know. They're using it to, once again, keep anarchism, the political persuasion, you know, at bay and not and you know label it stereotype it in a negative form when none of these people that are even doing any of this stuff are really in my opinion anarchists to begin with yeah that are a part of these you know protests and you know yes yeah this yeah exactly huh? here in Washington State the, the chop jazz huh? bono huh? <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it it's like demasculating genderizing yeah <laughs> of society and yeah so I mean but yeah I mean we're just trying to uh, bring this stuff to light you know about like Illuminati uh, you know who's really behind the scenes here because of course none of these people who are programming societies want to give any people the notion that they're manipulating them to believe a certain way or leading them down a path. It's like that everything's got to be so clandestine, you know, it's, just, it's and secretive. And that's why you have secret societies, you know, and there is people out there that are trying to conceal secrets from, like, the general populace. 
so it always has been, always will be. American secrets. What's that? American secrets. American secrets, yeah. Because not all of our past is exactly in the light. I don't think any of it is. I think there's a lot of stuff that happened in the history, past history, that has been told wrongly in the public school system. And on probably television programs and stuff that is completely false. You know, and just to keep some secrets from people being known, like UFOs, for instance. If there's UFOs, why all the secrecy? What are they afraid of? Just like, why teach certain things? That, you know, like our evolution. It's like they're saying that this is like really did happen. They're acting like this is uh, of truth and a fact. It's like, it's a theory of evolution. It's not the fact of evolution. What? They want to... Well, I'm just saying that this is stuff that they they teach, you know, like... Propaganda, you know, promoting ideas to the general populace that may or may not be true, you know, but saying they are true or, like, deeming certain stuff as, like, can't be known. Like UFOs, can't... We can't tell you... We can't declassify this information for some reason. We can't, that, we can't teach anything about God either. God can't be known either in the system. It's, it's always, it's got to be the theory of evolution, which is a theory. It's a yeah. theory of evolution. It's not a fact, necessarily. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Just like we don't know for sure if there's a God. We don't know anything. Yeah. But for some reason, they're hell-bent on teaching this theory in public schools, you know? And taking God, Ten Commandments out of schools, and then substituting it with science. You know, so it's like, but once again, who's behind this agenda? Is this a communist move? You know, it, the, the Illuminati that want people, everybody to be brought up believing in evolution and not, and religion is wrong? <laughs> See, I think in uh, anarchism, the idea of no gods or masters really uh, resonates for me in the fact that it's just not giving anybody the right to claim dominance to be worshipped or to be any one person to gain any special notoriety or attention you know it's just just like you don't exalt anything or anybody you know everybody is you know in my opinion equal in, in an anarchist you know state or territory or people that are functioning under the the anarchist political persuasion, you know? That goes back to, like, what you're saying is are people able to be disciplined enough to even... Would people even be able to be disciplined enough to to live under that? Yeah. That's the million-dollar question. But, see, I, I like the idea of how marijuana was legalized here in Washington State. You know, everybody had their beliefs that it was... People were... Their discipline was going to be... You know, wavering. You know that's true. Um, but look what happened. I thought no the same thing. I thought when they legalized weed in Washington, that kids would just go nuts and be 
But damn, they have restrictions. Yeah, they restricted it heavily. Heavily restricted it. They had to be 21 yeah. to buy it. Yeah. And it's not cheap. Oh. But see, this is an example of see, give people the right to do something once illegal or be lawless. And there's really no backlash. And see, that's the same thing I think that would be with an anarchist territory or state uh, being erected. You know, it would be the same kind of thing. Obviously, you'd be defunding the police. You'd be defunding uh, the military presence. Uh, everybody would have the right to bear arms and defend themselves. It would be like the Wild West. You know, that kind of a thing. And so that's one thing that... Uh, you know, I saw today in downtown Spokane. Which again brings me back to discipline and self-discipline. I don't think we have it. Yeah, why not? But once again, they're protesting down the downtown Spokane today about defunding the police. And I said, like, that's great from an, for an anarchist move, political persuasion. Uh, you know, to be established, the, the police have to be defunded. You know, just like the military. We're not, like, associating ourselves with these groups. You know, we are free. We're not under the federal government. And basically what you're saying is we won't need the federal government to protect us. Right. We're going to protect ourselves. And see, a lot of people think, oh, well, what? like, oh, that's that's not a good idea. That's not gonna work. But I, I don't necessarily think that that's gonna be the case. Yeah. I think that just like the marijuana thing, I think that yeah. it's got potential to work just fine. Yeah. You know, and it, but and it's one step closer to to that freedom. You know that we you know need. I feel like, and and really ultimately. Are, are looking for because you know we see how all of these you know these two sides are they're not working they're not working anymore together you know and it's making a mockery of the system it's making and our government it's looking it's looking like ridiculous you know anymore and that's why I feel like we need to get back to uh, or try something new Self-governance doesn't sound like a bad idea. No, it's like, why Why do people want uh, all these people to have uh, authority over them and all yeah. these capacities? Just, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I do think we... I don't know. I really don't know. Because it will be hard to continue on without a president. Or some kind of governor or mayor or... Yeah, some. Yeah, that's someone to address the people. But see, that's the whole beauty of it, is that it, in the new kind of thing is that you're not going to have that anymore. What? You know, 
not going to have that. It is, it's a different kind of system. Have what? Like you said, like a, someone to uh, govern over the people or whatever, or the people to look to. What? That's the whole idea. Is like we're taking, eliminating uh, people who have, who are human nature. Everybody has the human nature that it, it gets in the way of, of people in power and corrupts them. But once again, let's go back to that same thing. You people already have the discipline to do this for themselves. That's, once again, that's the big question here. Is that, is it possible? But the thing is, it starts with people, like, first of all, wanting to enact that kind of a system. That kind of a state or territory. If people think it sounds like a good idea and they enact it into law and a place becomes designated for that, then we'll see what happens. Maybe people will step up to the plate. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of ANC and Arcus News Corporation. Coming to you live uh, with a special edition today, Fourth uh, of July, uh, Independence Day edition. Uh, we got coming out. Uh, Going to be talking about kind of a provocative subject tonight, and that is uh, this idea of magic. Uh, not David Copperfield magic or anything like that. Um, illusionary magic. We we're talking about um, the magic of uh, sorcery and black magic and some might call it witchcraft or uh, stuff of that nature. Harry Potter type magic. <laughs> and power, uh, which I personally believe Harry Potter is, uh, going back to what we were talking about last week, if you'll remember, Riley, uh, we were talking about the Illuminati and how, uh, we described that the Illuminati was an auxiliary body of Freemasonry. And this whole idea that is presented in the Harry Potter series of movies uh, is you know, this idea of Freemasonry, essentially. You know, there's been this always been a group of witches or uh, warlocks or um, powerful uh, people that used uh, spells and incantations and uh, stuff of that nature to uh, cause disturbances you might say, through um, 
manipulating events to hurting individuals through these powers. Um, but being an anarchist uh, myself, uh, obviously, anarchist is somebody who believes in self-governance. No gods are masters. To me, the idea of having the power of magic or Harry Potter capabilities, you might say, uh, to me is very, uh, a very provocative idea to, uh, to understand. And, you know, I think that having that power would be helpful to self-governance. Do you think that having Harry Potter-like powers, Riley, is something that would be potentially helpful to uh, propagate an anarchist agenda? Well, I don't know what towards the state you're going with that, but I mean, yes, why wouldn't well, because some people might look at uh, black magic, putting curses on people, or casting spells on people, or disrupting the flow of if society you, and, and reality might be disruptive and unethical. I believe that you can do that. Well, Harry Potter talks all about it. Harry to Potter talks about it. It's uh, all Man, Harry Potter. But see, that's the thing, Riley. That's it's a book. But is it a book? See, what, what we understand about free, Freemasonry is that there's always been Masonic orders and groups since the beginning of time, since the beginning of mankind. And this essentially, according to Freemasonry, goes back to the early descendants of Cain. The early descendants of Cain were the first Harry Potter uh, institution of magic that was orchestrated. You know, they had temples, they built the pyramids, and, you know, that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at, is this really something that people have the power to uh, do? You know, to have this kind of capabilities, like what's presented in Harry Potter. A lot of people would say, oh, if you're involved in that kind of stuff, or believe in that kind of stuff, or dabble with that kind of stuff, you're in the Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> it doesn't not sound like you're kind of going out on a limb here, Matt. Sounds like I'm going out on a limb? Yeah. Uh, hey, Parker, really? No, I'm just explaining what I'm trying to say through using Harry Potter as an example of what I'm trying to say. Uh. What I'm trying to say is that J.K. Rowling, the, the person who created Harry Potter, was basically talking about what has existed for a long time in Freemasonry. Because that's essentially what Freemasonry is. It's a group of people who are occultists. They're people who are supposed to study the Harry Potter kind of ideas, you know, and books, and, uh, 
you know, decipher the symbolisms and all that stuff. You know, and that's what she's trying to talk about, but she talks about it in a fictitious form. But what I'm trying to say is that I personally don't believe what she's saying is fantasy or fictional. I believe it's reality. You know, it's just, you gotta, you know, understand more about this concept, I think. And maybe once you'd understand it more, you'd see that there's something to it. You know, that's, uh, you know, when we look at some of the books from the Middle Ages that talk about this kind of stuff, and, you know, the books on alchemy and stuff of that nature, um, you know, I believe there's a lot of truth that can be understood through the occult sciences. You know, and this goes also into astrology. You know, it's the same thing with that, too, you know? Is there any truth to a, a horoscope? What do you think? Because that's Harry Potter stuff. Horoscopes are Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> you're dabbling in the Harry Potter and you're, when you're looking at horoscopes or believing in astrology. So if there's something to astrology, there's something to spells and stuff of that nature. You know, there's, there's stuff to all of that. And that's what we're bringing out because I like the idea of you know being able to utilize potentially that those kind of means to propagate the the ideas of anarchism because I believe it's positive and I believe that we're in a time kind of right now similar to where George Washington and those kind of people were, you know, where they were ready for a change. They were ready to do something new and revolutionary. And I feel like this whole year with this coronavirus and stuff is really uh, forcing people to open their minds and eyes to uh, different means of governance of mankind and the people. And... You know, the demon craps and Republicans, you know, are not getting the job done anymore. You know, it's not, they're not working for the people. You know, and I think that's the, what I think has been made apparent. And that's why, you know, promoting the agenda of anarchism, utilizing uh, spells, curses um, to disrupt stuff uh, the flow of things uh, to bring about an anarchist agenda or you know territory or state I think is a good idea it's kind of like fighting dirty <laughs> You know, because you could say, like, is it is it ethical? Uh, maybe not. But if it's effective, <laughs> does it really matter? <laughs> See, a lot of people think that the system is run by people with a lot of money. But I'm challenging that concept. Is there potentially 
people who understand magic, the occult sciences, where they can utilize those, their knowledge of those things, to become even more powerful than the people with the money. That are the, the movers and shakers that are running things behind the scenes. You know, with their lobbyists and, the, you know, they're all their henchmen that are going about, you know, working for their agendas. Can be far-off for sure. Yeah. Yeah, those far-off agendas are, <laughs> I think, being manifested right now, you know, with this coronavirus and everything. But, like I'm trying to say, could somebody like an anarchist understand uh, the occult sciences and the Harry Potter stuff, whatever you want to call it, and use those to manipulate things in favor of, you know, of anarchism. I think for me that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Do you think it does? That's a good point, but what about magic? Is that is that wrong as well? We believe it is a yes, it's okay. <laughs> but what if it causes harm to people? Like if you're putting curses on people or disrupting the flow of society. Like who's to say that who's to say the whole coronavirus thing isn't one big curse on the world, on on society that's caused this great disruption that's shaking the fabric and framework of uh, the whole system. So they get sorcery? Who knows? Or is it people with money? Or is it people with money that are working with their henchmen behind the scenes to create all this chaos? Like all of the essential products during the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, in my opinion, was already off the the store's you know shelves before this even like happened. How the hell did that work? Mm. Unless people had insight and were manipulating the events themselves to take all these uh, essential uh, goods, goods, yeah, for themselves because they already knew and they worked this scheme, this whole thing out, you know. To mind fuck the people. Or or was it people using spells and curses? And these people were the ones who in, you know engaged in the activity that was a manifestation of the curses. I don't know. Is it possible? What I'm saying is it possible for people to have that kind of potential? Harry Potter like potential. 
I don't look at it as Harry Potter. I look at this kind of stuff as what Harry Potter is talking about is very real. There's been people all throughout time who have known how to tap into the forces, the occult forces of, of power, and have manipulated things. They've manipulated people. They've manipulated historical events. They've uh, cursed people to death so that they died. Uh, I believe all this stuff has happened. There's been people in, that have had this potential since the beginning of mankind. You know, like I said, Freemasonry talks about going all the way back to Cain in the Bible. So, I mean, you just don't really know. You know, have you ever, ever heard of the idea of the evil eye, Riley? No. Alex Gray. Yeah. Well, the evil eye is something that you can give people. You give people the evil eye, and it's like a curse. Another name for it is called the Jedatura, which is a very interesting word because it actually has the word Jedda in it. And it reminds me of the car, Jedda. Uh. <laughs> Volkswagen Jedda. It's like half of the word evil eye. So essentially what Jedatura means is evil eye. So if Jeddah means evil and Tura means I, then Jeddah means evil. <laughs> so it's the Volkswagen evil. So if you got a if you got a Jeddah out, someone out there driving a Jeddah, you're driving an evil. <laughs> my brother drives a Jetta. And he's evil, man. If you drive a Jeddah, you're evil. And you're free. <laughs> Well, that's, of course somebody wants to give you a free Jedi. They want to get that evil away from them. Pawn it off on somebody else, right? <laughs> you know? All that bad energy, uh, bad, bad mojo, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this is what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about the potential of doing evil through magic, black magic, or witchcraft. Some people would call it. I think that's a wrong terminology, but um, I think sorcery is a good word for it. Black magic is a good word for it. Uh, spell casting is a good word for it. Uh, cursing. We're not talking about swearing. We're talking about literally putting curses on people. <laughs> putting curses on systems and organizations and all for the propagation of the agenda of anarchism. Do you believe that a person can actually put a spell on someone? I believe if people know what they're doing, yes. I believe. It's not just on people, it's on anything. And that's really what we're talking about. Huh? Yeah. And it's just like, it, it, it's... It's the forces out there. And... We understand these forces are real now, Riley, because of cellular technology. That's the issue. We understand these forces are real for the anarchists to use for their propagation of an agenda, of uh, political persuasion. We know that they're real because what else is transmitting the signals of you know, satellite cellular technology through the cell towers? that are all over the place now with the 5G infrastructure 
getting in place. It's like, what's there? There's something out there. There's some kind of force out there. And see, this is what Freemasonry talks about. Freemasonry talks about this force field. You know, we hear the word Ethernet. It is the Ethernet because it's the ether. It's the luminiferous ether that's out there that's transmitting the signals. And essentially what Harry Potter's talking about is it's talking about the school of Hogwarts or whatever the hell it's called. I don't really give a crap about Harry Potter, but they are talking about essentially what I'm trying to talk about. And this school, you know, they're talking about, you know, at this school, in my opinion the ability to tap into the same energy field that's transmitting the signals. That's what these students at this academy or this, whatever the it's called, uh, this school, they're essentially teaching these kids how to tap in to the Ethernet through their own abilities. You know, when you're using a cell phone or something, you're not using your own abilities. You're using a occult device to transmit signals through the ether, the luminiferous ether. It's also called the vital caloric or electromagnetic azoth. There's all kinds of different words for it. Verizon calls it the air. But what we're really talking about is the same thing, that there's this energy field that's all around us, and we know it's there. Because how else would our cellular technology work? And you feel it being manipulated? Yep, I do. It's, it is being manipulated. Mm. Obviously, it's being manipulated through technology. But mm. can it, is it possible for human beings to tap into that same kind of zero-point energy field to affect people, affect businesses, affect governments because see right now and this is a, a very crazy concept but if you look at who's responsible for the internet it says that CERN is the, the Hydron Collider in Switzerland is essentially the ones that are being paid homage to for the internet and you look at the CERN symbol and it's six six. It's got a six 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 embedded mm. in it, which is very odd. And CERN is also engaging in uh, tapping into the dark energy. Like that's their whole their whole mission is to understand the dark matter more. And the dark matter is really it's, it's this energy field. It's really what they're manipulating with they. They're looking to see it more into this, the ether, understand it more, because they, they're hoping that that's going to give them the atomic uh, understanding of potentially seeing where God is or in the equation. It's, pr it's pretty far out and, and scientific and technologically advanced uh, machinery that they're working with to try to conduct these things, but these experiments and trying to understand the, the ether more. But this is really what's connected to cellular technology. It's CERN. And they're doing these blasts 
um, you know, at certain intervals, which I believe is potentially electrifying the ether more through these uh, these blasts that they conduct in Geneva or right outside Geneva, Switzerland, um, that are essentially electrifying the ether so that we have more our signals are, are transmitted easier. It's pretty crazy. But what I'm looking at here, like I said, this is a very deep concept that we're presenting, uh, but is the electrifying of all the ether through these, the Hydron Collider and stuff. Could people be able to tap into that electrified ether you know, to to do uh, their their spells or or something along those lines. So you say one day people can have an electro electric brain waves. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what it is. It's con it's consciousness, brain waves, and intention. To tap into this electrified Ethernet with the 5G infrastructure roll, all CERN blasting the Hydron Collider hotter and hotter to electrify the Internet uh, capabilities, you know, to make it. And we potentially have the ability to tap into it as well because we are like cell phone conductors are, are, or cell phones ourselves. We're, you know, organic cell phone uh you know you have that kind of capability in our consciousness so what i guess what's that so what i guess yeah somewhat yeah i mean and that's what you're saying with brain waves like you hit the nail on the head is the brain waves the brain waves uh are what's sending out or uh, connecting to the energy. You know, and this is also goes into the idea, and this is kind of presented to Harry Potter, I believe, where they talk about uh, spirits, demons, and, you know, stuff of that nature, where, you know, there's certain kinds of uh, means by which you can do rituals to engage these spirits to do bidding for you, you know, in the ether, because they're essentially ethereal spirits. That's what demons, ghosts, uh, stuff of that nature uh, would reside in. They would reside in the ether. <laughs> the, the electromagnetic azoth, the vital caloric, whatever you want to call it. And we know it's real now. That's a thing, because how else are you going to explain how your cell phone's working right now? It's called mm. ether. Mm. It's called dark zero-point energy matter field force. The force, once again, Star Wars. The force that they're talking about is the ether. Just to be blunt with everybody. I mean, that's to make it more understanding for people. We use the Harry Potter example... Now we're using the Star Wars example. What are they talking about? They're talking about the, the force of the ether. That's what he's telling Luke. That's when Yoda's teaching Luke. He's telling him, 
basically what the people are teaching, telling Harry Potter to be. It's the same. It's the same stuff. It's the ability to manipulate uh, through, like you said, brain waves, consciousness with intention and you know maybe some kind of formulas of ritual you know can accomplish great feats it just seems like all this has a major snag what's that snag why would any of this exist if God exists? Why would any of this exist if God exists? Yeah. Because God uh, gives people a free will. If there is a God, he gives people free will to be evil or be good. We all have the intention. And that's the thing. Is working, is manipulating people manipulating uh, organizations, governments, uh, stuff of that nature through black magic. Is that really evil? If you're doing all that kind of stuff for a, a good purpose? Is the question. That's the question we're posing here. To use Harry Potter or uh, Star Wars uh Magic, magical powers like all these people have, like Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter, uh, to, to tap into this kind of stuff is, for a good means, is it really evil? If, if people are being harmed and stuff, but it's ultimately for a good purpose. Is it really evil? Or if you're ruining people's livelihoods... If you're overthrowing governments. But ultimately, your intention is good. But people are suffering because of it. See, this is what anarchists can use. They can, they can use this understanding, this knowledge, to potentially influence things like this for the ultimate agenda of anarchists coming into play. <laughs> but there might be some negative things that happen to people in the process of that coming to, coming to pass. Is it really evil? Collateral damage. Collateral damage. Unfortunately, yeah, the end justifies the means. See, this is what communists say. You know, this is a communist mentality. You know, where it's like, and justifies the means. We're going to do whatever is necessary to bring about our political persuasion on earth. These people, communists, you know, I believe the demon craps really are no different than communists. They act the same, at least anyway. Yeah. Their behavior is the same. You know, they have no uh, ethical, moral value on anything, you know, they just like and justifies the means, collateral damage, like you said. So it's like is is uh, engaging in black magic a nihilistic approach like communists? You know, I mean they seem to fight pretty dirty to get their way. It's like why can't the anarchists fight dirty as well? 
mm. by use, using uh, ritual magic or something, ceremonial magic, you know, or occult, uh, you know, means. Once again, magic, we believe in magic. Well, that's the thing. See, that, and that's what we're ultimately, the ultimate question we're posing is any of this stuff even legit? You know, but that's what everybody who listens to this has to believe in their heart. It's kind of like believing in God. Uh-huh. Believing in magic, if you can believe in God, you can believe in magic. Because uh-huh. it's all interconnected. Uh, God gives, if there is a God, He gives people the free will to dabble in that kind of the occult sciences. Some people would say that stuff's forbidden to do. But I'm raising the point. If your intention is for good, to engage in this kind of stuff to overthrow people who maybe his intention isn't good, might actually have, you know, override the people who are ultimately trying to do bad. Does that make sense? Oh... No, say it again. So people, so the people who are in power, say the communists, who have no moral compass or uh, regard for any right and wrong, these people do all this crazy stuff, you know, to, you know, harm people and not even care. You know, people like Hitler, you know, Hitler's agenda was like, just get rid of these people, you know? You know, so it's just a similar kind of concept. There's just there's no regard. It's like that to me is is would be evil, you know. But to do magic, you know, to achieve a certain kind of uh, means, even though it might harm somebody, your intention is still good. Is it wrong? As opposed to somebody who's doing something blatantly wrong, and they know it, and... See, because those are the people that we really need to have dealt with. The people who have no moral values or uh, no regard for their neighbor. You know, loving their neighbor as themselves, as Jesus says. They have no regard for that. Whereas, like, I'm coming from the perspective as, like, I like... I want to love my neighbor as myself or treat others as I would like to be treated, but I have a problem. I can't, I'm at the mercy of these people who have no regard for people (laughs) whatsoever. What do you think about using the word demon? Uh, well, it's kind of off topic right now, but... Yeah, no wonders. What about taking... Well, the Lord's name in vain is uh, it's obviously bad, according to the Ten Commandments. It's one of the Ten Commandments that you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to... Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. My dad does about 200 times a day. Well, this is ultimately goes back to you and your conduct and what you believe is right and wrong. You know, some people believe that taking the Lord's name in vain is not a big deal. True. 
There's a lot of people that take God's name in vain all the time. I think that it's more about your personal relationship with God and not wanting to shame or degrade his name because of respect. Right. But see, some people just they disrespect his name and some people use his name in vain when they're really pissed off. You know what I mean? They're like to, that it was God's fault for why this thing uh, happened to them. So they like they take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, my dad does about two hundred plus times a day, and I wait for soul. Yeah, it's just because he doesn't ever change. He's been like that my whole life, and he's getting worse. It's like there's more uh, taking God's name in vain the older he gets. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's just the problem is a lot of people are calloused. They're calloused out there, you know, and they have all sorts of, uh, you know, vices that, you know, show show their battle scars and their their biases and phobias and all that kinds of stuff, you know? And, yeah, I mean, I just... I look at things differently. You know, being an anarchist, I look at the value of human life dif- differently. Um, you know, I think that a lot of what I feel of being an anarchist is uh, about respect actually, and um, treating people as I would like to be treated, and that's what really the idea of, like, the anarchist state is really all about. It's like being in a place where everybody is equal, you know, I think, and on the same page, and, uh, you know, people who are, you know, just self-governing themselves, not being supported by any uh, group of people, like, have special agendas and look at their lives as being, you know, expendable. You know, see, this is what I look at is like, these are what we need to overcome. We need to overcome the tyrannical, uh, you know, regime of all these rich people who have all this control over the masses of people. You know, it's like somehow we need to break that stranglehold. And if magic can potentially break that stranglehold, then I think we need to utilize it, no matter what like, the cost is. Because otherwise we're just going to be you know, under the, the yoke of the, the people who really have no regard for our lives at all. Overseeing. Yeah. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of ANC and Argus News Corporation. And tonight uh, we're giving you the weekly feed from the anarchist perspective on reality. <laughs> and 
where I uh, thought we'd get a little more personal uh, with our audience tonight uh, and uh, kind of introducing ourselves here. We're a, a duo team uh, here at the Anarchist News Corporation. <laughs> Broadcasters. <laughs> Extraordinaire. And uh, uh, so, yeah, we just wanted to say... Uh, kind of like who we are and a little bit about ourselves. Uh, my name is Matt, and um, I'm kind of like the uh, anchor captain here. <laughs> captain, And then uh, with uh, my sidekick over here, Riley, I uh, wanted to kind of talk a little bit about uh, this guy. He's got kind of a, a unique story uh, that we, we want to kind of get out there to our viewers and audience. Uh, Riley was uh, a hard core party animal <laughs> you might say um for some time uh, to say the least <laughs> say, yeah to say the least and uh, uh fortunately riley kind of took it a little too far one night and yeah. ended up wrecking uh his car uh and now he has been left brain injured um and so uh that's why Riley's very self-conscious of his voice uh, because of, of, you know, being brain injured and, and uh, in the accident. And, you know, so we like to, you know, kind of let the viewers know, uh, kind of bear with him. Uh, he's still, you know, knows what he's talking about. And uh, so we like having him here on the program. <laughs> But people might, you know, wonder if he's maybe drunk or uh, stoned or, you know, that's not the case. Uh, he's actually no. quite quite sane and... Um, coherent. You know, coherent. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I thought we'd uh, maybe ask, do an uh, in-house session here with Riley and ask him a few questions on the set here at ANC. Uh, you know, so... So what's it like being confined to uh, a room all day? Or why do you like being confined to a room all day? Well, partly because I can't walk. But partly because I just don't want to deal with everything out there. Yeah, I mean, well, we live in a, a very uh, busy city. Actually, Spokane is kind of under underrated kind of city yeah. on the West Coast, you know, here in the U.S. that uh, is actually one of the major cities. I mean, we're up there with, like, kind of with, like, Portland and not so much with Seattle. Seattle's kind of, I like to think, as Seattle is almost kind of like the uh, Pacific Manhattan, you know, of, mm -hmm. of the West Coast. Uh, Seattle is a pretty pretty big city man yeah, like I, but other than that like spokane portland and seattle here in the pacific northwest uh you know there's only other a, a couple other really major cities on the west coast you know that being you know san francisco and la um so i mean i can see like where you're coming from here because i mean it is a kind of a hustle and bustle kind of town city here so i can understand why that might be intimidating better to stay in more comfortable well that's the same thing with me i mean i'm not obviously like uh you know handicaps in a sense so i mean still you know i've got all my faculties and it's a, it's a hassle for me as well you know i couldn't even imagine you know living in like la or 
I mean, I know Seattle's pretty crazy, but man, imagine living in like San Francisco and LA. That's probably well, you've lived in San Francisco, so you know. Yeah. I think I found pulling the doorway back when I lived there. That was like ten years ago. In San Francisco. Yeah. Cool. Not really cool. It's good to <laughs> Well, it's cool. It's an interesting, uh, interesting thing you're talking about. It's cool. It's interesting. No more things. <laughs> yep. So, uh, what other questions do you think? Uh, you would like to address Riley about yourself. Um, maybe how I haven't had a woman in years now. Yeah. Huh? Because of the handicaps, has yeah. enabled your your. Powers to lay the Mac down. No one wants to do one. I get that, but that just means it sucks. Two. <laughs> well, anytime you can't get chicks, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's never a good place to be. Um... And that's, you know, really why the Anarchist News Corporation really needs to get going. Because that's going to be... Women are going to want to... Are going to be flocking to, like... You know, the anchor... Co-anchor man, captain... Yeah. <laughs> of Anarchist News Corporation, you know? <laughs> yeah, so everybody, tell your friends and neighbors, Riley needs to get some. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. I mean, that is be very frustrating, though. I mean, I feel you on that. You know, it's just it's a tough place, man. Especially now with the lockdown system going on, it even makes it even more tougher. You know, to meet people. Yeah, I mean, it's just every, everything's been shut down and <laughs> can't go any any social places. And yeah, it's been tough. So, anything else? Um, diet. Diet? Maybe I have kind of an eating disorder. I don't eat unless I'm really hungry. Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm not that hungry yet. Yeah. So it takes like 11 or 12 before I can eat and even then it's hard for me to stomach food. What, like you getting sick or? Yeah. Really like vomiting in the back up or something or? Well, I'm not allowing it to get there, but yeah. I food triggers my gag reflex and I can't swallow it. Mm-hmm. 
It was really good I your food today. It was really good. Yeah, Riley and I uh, had some special... I uh, thought we'd share this with uh, the viewers tonight. We tried an interesting uh, entree uh, tonight for dinner. We had eggs and salmon uh, with some onions in there, some sweet onions uh, in there, and uh, some spices. We had some... And it was delicious. Yeah, Caribbean. Uh, what was it? A Caribbean. Oh, man curry that was just really kind of had some nice stuff in there along with some beet uh, and I think maybe some uh, astragalus actually some really healthy kind of roots and um, it was all uh, just raw and what was that what did you call that astragalus root <sighs> yeah that's some healthy shit man astragalus <laughs> astragalus yeah it's a it's a uh, it's an interesting uh, root. I love words. Yeah, there's some crazy words out there. Uh, but yeah, so we had a really nice meal tonight, and Riley enjoyed it, and hopefully he won't get sick. <laughs> so, anything else you want to add, or do you want to get into uh, the topic, the other topic we were going to discuss tonight? Is there anything more you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think you want to get sick. This good light is sitting well. Nice. Oh. Okay, looks like you got a backup Coors. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Well, cool. On that note, why don't we uh, kind of transition here into kind of the topic that we're going to touch on tonight, which was... Uh, Kind of going back to the the coronavirus, you know, I still feel like that is uh, a relevant thing. Yeah. Uh, for some reason here, like all of a sudden, all these cases spiking and surging uh, in certain places here in the U.S. and uh, you know, just once again, it's all odd and peculiar to me, <laughs> to us, and uh, you know, we really thought that a an interesting uh, idea to kind of bring to the table um, is, you know, how everything really all over the place, all over the world kind of locked down at once and all kind of heated to the same, you know, kind of uh, rubric, uh, you might say. <laughs> and, you know, it almost, in a way seemed like it potentially was pre-planned that way uh, and that makes sense don't you think Riley because you know all these people that are in control you know the governments and stuff this is, gave them a lot of way of determining how easily they can implement what they want and I think that them doing it so sure experiment and actually doing something two different things. Yeah, I agree. It is a definite social potential social experiment worldwide that yeah. we've just witnessed, and it seems that people are pretty under the control of the the authority of power. 
Kinda seems like not one man is in charge. Not one man is in charge? Yeah. Like it's an idea or... Hmm, an idea, I like that. Or something circulating around the world that's... It's almost like a spirit. Ah, what about a spirit? It's like a spirit that's kind of like in the air. Not human. Not human? You think it's extraterrestrial? Are we talking about aliens now? No. Talking about demons? I don't know what is. It's a sensation, really. It's a sensation. Yeah, all these people in all these cities all over the world are feeling all at once. The same, and they're and they're implementing the same protocols and. Uh, lockdown. It's a cycle. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's definitely the beginning of a vicious cycle of sorts, you might say, potentially. Um, it just depends on how we recover from this. Right now, everything's in the process of trying to recover. We'll see what happens. Um, but once again, the main point of emphasis that you know, I think we want to lay out here is how easily the powers that be were able to manifest, you know, whatever they want to accomplish, you know, it's just easily. The thing I do think there's powers in charge. I think they're just losses of people. Say that again, you don't think that there's powers in charge? Yeah, I think it's just an idea of this... Floating around the ethernet. Yeah. The clouds. The world. Mm -hmm. And people are all kind of feeling the same kind of... It's like when you see people like wearing masks now, you ever... uh, You see people, they're wearing them outside of the places that they need to have them. It's like they wear them all day now. They're like masked people now. Yeah. It's like they're creating like a different species of masked people that are going to be all paranoid to like breathe air, you know? And, like, uh-huh. and, uh, and it's funny, I have caregivers, and of course, yeah. I've had a couple caregivers wear handkerchiefs over their face. Mm-hmm. Where I heard. On Facebook, that using a handkerchief on your face yeah. does no good. There's no protective qualities. <laughs> That's funny because I've been using handkerchiefs. I've been doing like the bandana look. You know what's funny is people buy it. People in stores are like, okay, you got the mask on, you good. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. It's like, I'm wearing... You don't do shit. Well, they don't know that necessarily, you know. They're, it's not like these people are like... Or are, do they care, no. They don't care, no. It's just a part of the protocol, once again, you know, of, of how... 
and all places all over the world are taking similar measures. You know what I mean? And that just, to me, seems like all of this was potentially pre-planned and concocted for, like you said, a, a social kind of experiment of how easily we can be uh, under their submission. You know? Because basically we all were, the whole world was under submission. Like, to the same basic ordinances. Good. So, uh, hammering the point home. Uh, something to chew on food for thought? <laughs> I don't know, what do, you, what do you think, Riley? I thought you made some really good points there. You don't what? Even, what? <laughs> I knew it. It's like she wouldn't even remember. It's like, once again, sorry, folks, he has a brain injury once again, like we were mentioning earlier in the broadcast. <laughs> so.